The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Hello, and welcome to Lucas Lectures, hosted by the big fish himself, veteran Lucas. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's topic. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Lucas Lectures. It's me, Veteran Lucas. Hope you guys are safe and well. A quick update from Japan. Uh, apparently, Snom, a Pinurchin, and uh, Pukumuku are being released as plushes here in Japan. And uh, I'm going to get me that Snom. It's not released internationally yet, but once it is, we'll probably post it because this this is not a drill. They are releasing Snom. I do want to give a big shout out for all those who helped us out with our charity stream. That was a lot of fun helping out with the trivia. Uh, we raised just about $2,000 for charity, and that, that ain't nothing. And I want to thank you guys, all, all of you who donated so much. It means the world to me that you guys care, especially in weird times like this. Speaking of weird times, once again, listen to scientists. The coronavirus is still well in swing in the United States. Please practice social distancing and please stay safe. In my home of Tampa Bay, the most active zip codes are there with the coronavirus. So people are only now starting to wear more masks and being told by the mayor to wear masks. So this thing is still alive and well. So please, please keep yourself safe. Please, I want to make sure you guys are okay. With all that out of the way, let's get started. So this episode is called The Very Best because I... Loved the original song. Everyone loves the original song. I want to be the very best. Like no one ever was. No one hired me for this because of my singing skills. But who is the best Pokemon? Like who actually scientifically can be proven to be the best? What does it even mean to be the best? Can you even calculate what the best is with math? I think you can. Now, obviously, the best does not mean you're favorite your favorite is your favorite and everyone has different arguments as to which the best pokemon is anyway is it the most powerful pokemon like arceus who's literally a god is it popularity if so that would go to pokemon like greninja charizard or pikachu is it looks does if it looks the coolest is it scizor or one of the other pokemon that just looks amazingly cool or amazingly dangerous is it a certain move? Is it a dex entry like Drampa who literally attacks your bullies and burns their houses down? But for me, well, I'll explain. In nature, there tends to be two ways to describe an animal or any organism that is the best at surviving in their environment, that makes them the best adapted for living on this planet. And those two things are fitness and adaptability. So let's talk fitness first. Think of the buffest person you know, man, woman, doesn't matter. Think of all the time and energy that went into giving themselves that peak performance that the human body can muster. They put hundreds of hours at the gym or running. They know a lot more about their physiology than most people. They know about diet. They know about exercise. They know how to properly balance the two in order to have the optimal condition. Now, they're going to tell you that they are truly fit, that they are the fittest, of the survival of the fittest phrase is thrown around a lot at gyms and by my older brother who took the good controller when playing Mario Kart Double Dash as a child. Miguel. 
In nature, though, we have what's called biological fitness. Uh, it's also called Darwinian fitness. It is described as the ability to survive to reproductive age, find a mate, and produce an offspring. So, basic way of saying it, if you got more babies, you're more fit. That's just how it goes. The whole reason organisms have natural selection to begin with is that you want to be able to pass on your genetics. You want to be able to divide faster as a bacteria. You want to be able to survive the winter to make it to the spring. You want to be able to look prettier so you get the attention of the girls. It doesn't matter what your BMI is. As far as my boy Darwin is concerned, if you don't have children, then you're not actually fit. You're about as fit as those obese pugs they keep in purses down in L.A. So fitness goes right in hand in hand with an animal survival. If you can produce offspring and live long enough to do so, then you've already won the game. That's the whole reason we're playing this game called life, is to be able to produce more offspring. Biologically speaking, of course. Obviously, as humans, we kind of break a lot of those rules. And if you don't want to have a kid, you are smart enough to tell nature, no, no, I'm good. Now, adaptability... People know a little bit more about that phrasing. Adaptability is just the ability to survive in multiple different areas or to change in such a way that you are able to survive in those areas a lot more quickly. Now, adapting can take generations and generations and generations. Acclimating takes a little bit less time. So acclimating, the difference between acclimating and adaptation is the difference between having a tan and just having more melanin built into your system. If you're able to build a tan like I am, you're able to acclimate to warmer climates a little bit better. If you have darker skin, your generations and generations of ancestors have given you that ability to survive. Now, as humans, we love weird animals. There's nothing more fun than turning on BBC and watching like Planet Earth or something. And, oh, this is a weird octopus we found. It's squishy and small and everyone loves it. And there's only like six of them that we've ever discovered. Uh, the second you tell your friends that in New Zealand there is a little ground parrot that is just wandering around and just shuffling on in life, you've probably stopped listening to this podcast now and started Googling it. Yes, there are ground parrots in New Zealand. They are amazing, and you should definitely look them up. But it, this stuff, it, it's rare, and it's rare for a reason, because in the animal kingdom, rare animals or specialists typically mean that you're not going to have the highest chance of success anywhere else you only can live in that area so to use pokemon as an example uh, pseudowoodo pseudowoodo survives by pretending to be a tree it doesn't like water so the second that it rains it has to run off and hide what that means is in order for it to properly blend in it can only live in areas where the trees look somewhat similar to it it can only live in areas which have minimum rainfall. If you live in an area with a climate like Japan, where we are literally going through the rainy season, every day is raining, this Pokemon is never going to be able to get outside. It's never going to be able to head out and try and survive. It's always going to be trying to hide. That means that there's only a few places this Pokemon can live without suffering the consequences of being attacked. In our world, we have tons of niche animals. Think of all the times we've talked about weird animals living on islands. This is the only place these animals can live because they have adapted so thoroughly to that ecosystem or so thoroughly to a food supply. 
There are animals or flowers that will only live in one specific area. A great example of that are Venus flytraps. They only live in a very specific subset of soil that can only be found in the Carolinas. That's it. There's nowhere else you can find Venus flytraps. You can only survive if you have the nutrients that you need to grow. Adaptable animals, like rats, can survive almost anywhere. You can take a brown rat, you can put them on a boat, and they'll survive just about anywhere you put them. You can have them swimming for a half a mile. You can have them chewing through steel with enough time. They can produce 140 offspring in a year. These things are insane. They're highly adaptable. So let's add those two things we've talked about. Let's add fitness and adaptability, and let's see what Pokemon meet that criteria. So let's go for fitness. Let's look at egg steps. That's how we calculate how fast they can reproduce because if you can hatch more eggs quickly, that means you can probably produce more within an hour. So if you look at the Pokemon egg cycles, you'll notice that most egg cycles take between eh, 2,000 to 5,000 steps. Some are more, some are less, but there's very few that are going to be lower than that. There's actually only one that I found that is right around the 1,000 to 1,500 range. Coincidentally, it is also found in every single generation and seems to produce at a ridiculous rate, and that Pokemon is Magikarp. Yes, dead serious. Not just because the picture of this thing is me in a Magikarp cosplay, it is Magikarp. Technically, on a scientific level, Magikarp is the best Pokemon. Now, again, we can prove this with science. It is super weak. There's no denying it. This thing cannot win a fight against most anything. But remember, survival is not about fighting. Survival is about living long enough to see your kids grow up. That's survival. Picking fights with things does not make you tough. It makes you aggressive. With these animals, with this Pokemon, they are able to literally live anywhere. Think of the Hoenn region. You could literally go to some dude's back pond and fish and find a Magikarp in like three feet of water. You could also go to the bottom of the literal ocean a thousand feet down where the equivalent pressure would be like having 415 PSI, pounds per square inch, on your body squeezing you at all times. And yet there's Magikarp down there if you go fishing for them. Uh, these beautiful fish just keep going and they just keep breeding they're so abundant there is no generation that doesn't have these golden little buggers they are everywhere like think about the last time you played a pokemon game and went up against a fisherman there's always a fisherman who just has like a bucket of these things some of the art designs have fishermen literally pulling up magic arps these things survive so well again they're ridiculously weak but if there's something I can guarantee is that in Generation 9, there are going to be two Pokemon that are definitely there. Pikachu and Magikarp. So scientifically speaking, the very best Pokemon is Magikarp. Now obviously this doesn't change anything if it's not your favorite Pokemon. For you, the best is whatever you think it is. But from a scientific standpoint... My money is on Magikarp being the best just because it is able to not only survive in any habitat, but also produce offspring at a much, much higher rate. It can produce tons of babies. If we compare them to things like 
the Asian carp, which are one of the most detrimental nightmares to the ecosystems of the North American river systems. Those things breed like crazy. Some people estimate millions of eggs can be produced by them, and they just keep on going. Not to mention, I don't think they're the best to eat. So they really are the best at survival. They are the best at adapting to the world around them. Now, if you have another favorite Pokemon, please, for the love of all that is good and holy, keep your favorite Pokemon. This is just happens to be my favorite Pokemon, and it happens to be scientifically the best. Maybe that's why I like him so much. Maybe that he doesn't have to be the strongest to be the best. Maybe it's just because even though he's weak, he still found a way to survive. And that's the biggest mistake I think people make about nature, or one of the many big mistakes people make, is that in order to survive, you have to be big or strong or aggressive or dangerous, venomous, poisonous, or some kind of spikes or spits acid. And really, that's not the case. In nature, you don't have to be the cruel, horrific monster. You just got to be able to breed fast enough that the monster can't get all you at once. So... Until they make a Pokemon that can breed a lot better than Magikarp, which I don't think they can, or until some rando debunks me on the internet, I'm going to leave it here. Magikarp is the very best, like no one ever was. So this is Veteran Lucas signing off. Again, please stay safe. Have a great day. Peace!